0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Now Britons are increasingly turning to the bottle at bedtime. The number has spiked by 9% in just four years and one in four people admit to drinking alcohol to help them nod off. A nationwide survey conducted by the Sleep Council reveals that Britain's bedtime habits are rolling downhill. Joining me on the line to tell us more is Lisa Artis from the Sleep Council. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio today. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us a bit about this research that's been done and and the state of the UK's sleeping habits at the moment. Yes, so this latest
1: research by the Sleep Council suggests to us that we're obviously getting even less sleep now than we did four years ago when we last did this Great British Bedtime Report that we have seen a spike in the alcohol consumption used as a, as a
0: sleeping aid and also that there are more and more couples who are sleeping apart as well it's actually quite a frightening statistic and and it's frightening how quickly it's jumped over the last few years because you know i know myself i'm a raving insomniac i'm dreadful and if if the old lady down at number one on my terrace coughs in the middle of the night then that's me awake <laughs> Uh, for the whole night it's it's dreadful but i have to say you know i can identify with the alcohol thing because it's not that i'm an alcoholic or that i rely on drink but sometimes i do feel on a very rare occasion that it's the only way that i can get a bit of sleep to get up and maybe have half a glass of wine or something absolutely and you know for a lot of people who who have trouble falling asleep and having
1: a good night's sleep you know it's really frustrating and it's really debilitating and you using- Using something like alcohol is a quick fix for a lot of people because it will get them to sleep initially very quickly. What it does do though is it impacts on your sleep later on in the night. So what happens is, yes, it can make you feel a bit drowsy. it can make you feel relaxed and ready for bed um, and you may drop off really quickly. But what often happens then is two or three hours later, you wake up needing the loo. Then you'll maybe wake up because then you're dehydrated and you need to get a glass of water. Then you need the loo again and then you need another glass of water. (laughs) So what happens is you end up with quite fragmented sleep. And then obviously when you wake up in the morning, you're drowsy um, and groggy. Uh, and then it's almost like a vicious circle because you kind of get through your working day. Uh, you're shattered by the end of it and you just kind of need a, a glass of wine maybe to relax
0: again. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bit of a vicious circle. It really is. And a bit of a catch-22 because I know that what a lot of people don't realise is that alcohol is a stimulant. Just like, you know, people who go up in the middle of the night and have a cigarette or a cup of tea. All these things are, are stimulants, aren't they? they so they're are, not indeed. good for you.
1: They are indeed, yeah. And I think what's also it's worth noting is that if you have to regularly use something like alcohol as a sleeping aid... What you're doing then is becoming dependent on that as the only way to get you off to sleep at night and yes it may give you that elusive night's sleep every once in a while but generally what's going to happen is you're not, your sleep quality is going to become worse and worse as the sort of days and the weeks go by and then you're, you're just playing catch
0: up all the time. Exactly, you know I'm super jealous of people who can just sleep through the night. My husband can sleep on a knife edge uh, and for for <laughs> as long as he wants whereas you you know, I am completely different. And I know a lot of the things that are keeping people awake are things like stress with money or their partner snoring, which my husband is very guilty of. It's things like that that are causing people to have a really, really bad night's sleep, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're obviously seeing people start of getting less and less sleep as the years
1: go by. I think, you know, we live in such a fast-paced world, don't we? You know, everything we do is at 100 mile an hour. We try to cram so much in our day so that we're not relaxing before bed. But on the other hand as well, you know, we're also very stressed and worried about everything, whether it's finances or health or family or, you know, as a mum you're trying to juggle work and, and, and your children and everything like that. And what happens is... All that impacts on your sleep because by the time you get into bed, you're so so stressed out, your brain's sort of in overdrive and people are not making the time to wind down properly before bed. And that's probably one of our key bits of advice is people making sure that they spend at least an hour really relaxing making sure they've got a bit of me time Um, and by that we don't mean obviously like having having a glass of wine or using your smartphone we're sort of talking about things like having a warm bath or maybe doing a bit of meditation listening to some soothing music or even reading a book which
0: are much more better tools for a conducive good night's sleep well yes exactly you know it's an interesting point you bring up about the mobile phone because so many people are so guilty of that and I'm completely blind but I know that in the middle of the night if I get up and I can't sleep the first thing I turn to is my talking phone and Facebook yeah. and I can see comments where I feel oh gosh I must reply or something that's annoyed me or, and that in itself can keep me awake for the rest of the night so I, I'm my own worst enemy at times but I do believe that people who earn more money get a better night's sleep. Is is this the secret? Do I need to, you know, <laughs> do I need to get a better, better job, job or go back to university? <laughs> get a pay rise. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the you know, we, we I've
1: talked about this quite a bit now and it's, you know, you'd think that people who earned um, a high salary maybe had a more stressful job, you know, but maybe on the, other, on the flip side of that is that they feel more financially secure so they're not worrying about the bills that have got to be paid or you know the holiday that needs paying off and things like that. It's also that maybe they've invested in a better quality bed so that what they're sleeping on um, is better and because they may have bigger houses with bigger bedroom sizes they've been able to buy a super king size bed instead of sleeping in a double and we know that partner disturbance is, is a common complaint amongst people so if you're a super king size bed the chances are
0: you're about three miles from the other person well exactly Well, I, I don't have a super king I have to say I've got a king size bed yeah, but um, I'm, I'm lucky in that my partner will go to sleep and waken up in the same position whereas I'm like a starfish So, yeah. but nothing nothing uh, wakens him up in the middle of the night so he is extremely lucky I have to say um, What about uh, what are some of the things that we can do? So, I know you mentioned music and but how do we stop ourselves from this constant train of thought because I I go through thought processes and then I wonder how I get to that particular thought and I work my way back and it just seems never-ending absolutely one thing
1: is if you are somebody who gets into bed and you and you do start worrying about you know a job interview or the finances or that you've got to call so-and-so tomorrow and start out your mortgage and that the kids packed lunches need to be made is to keep a, a notebook and a pen by your bed um, on the bedside table And as all these thoughts pop into your head, write them down. Because what sometimes stresses us out is that we don't want to forget that we've got to do all these things tomorrow. Um, And that kind of plays on your mind. But actually writing it down means, A, it'll still be there in the morning so you can see it and you won't have forgotten about it. And it's almost like by writing it down, it's kind of freeing you um, of kind of all the sort of problems. So whether it's worries that you're writing down or your to-do list, it's a
0: really good tool uh, for lots of people to, to do it really is and actually if um, you know a lot of our listeners are blind or partially sighted and you know maybe find it difficult to write things down particularly in the middle of the night when it's dark but you know even to keep a dictaphone beside your bed and record your messages or you know smartphones that are all accessible now uh, to blind people is is such uh, uh, an amazing tool to be able to record some of your thoughts and feelings I sometimes wonder as a blind person myself you know I was fully sighted up until the age of 19 and I lost my site in the space of two weeks and it's just blackness right constantly for me so I tend to get very tired all the, all the time, time because I've, I've got no daylight I've got yes. no light actually registering in my brain and I wonder sometimes does that keep me awake at night yeah it, that, that could be a reason because obviously in darkness you, you feel sleepy and that's why you know we talk
1: about having sort of gadgets out of the bedroom because even just like the lights from that can make people feel less sleepy because it's suppressing like their melatonin levels so like for you obviously um you're not obviously exposed to bright light are you so it means that, yes, you're probably feeling tired all the time, it probably means that your body clock maybe has to kind of adjust to different environmental factors, I'm guessing, to, to sort of know when it's uh, at night time, uh, when it's time to go to sleep, you know, what's your cues for,
0: for that? Well, exactly. Usually it's at the end of the soaps at night.
1: (laughs) As EastEnders goes on, Or without a doubt. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, it sounds like um, for me to get a good night's sleep, I'm going to have to divorce my snoring husband, (laughs) ask my boss for a pay rise and get a miracle operation. So um, maybe my sleep is not going to improve in the near future. But if anybody is listening today and they're finding it really difficult to get to sleep, in all seriousness, there are so many ways that, um, you know, you can get a good night's sleep sleep and the sleep Council council is brilliant uh, for listing them where is the best place to go uh, to find out more about the research for, for more about the research and for any sort of advice and tips you know they can visit our website which is sleepcouncil.org.uk Lisa Artis from the sleep council thank you so very much for joining us here on RNIB connect radio today thank you very much for more downloads like these visit rnbconnectradioorguk slash
1: podcasts